Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Acts chapter 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we read this chapter, we would accept the good news about Jesus, that we would repent and turn to you, and that we would follow the apostles' teaching and the way that you have planned for our lives. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in the same place. And suddenly a sound like a violent rushing wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And divided tongues like fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability to speak out. Now there were Jews residing in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the crowd gathered and was in confusion, because each one was hearing them speaking in his own language. And they were astounded and astonished, saying, Behold, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how do we hear each one of us in our own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and those residing in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya toward Cyrene, and the Romans who are in town, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own languages, the great deeds of God. And all were amazed and greatly perplexed, saying to one another, What can this mean? But others jeered and said, They are full of sweet new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, Judean men and all those who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and pay attention to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you assume, because it is the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And it will be in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. And even on my male slaves and my female slaves, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy, and I will cause wonders in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be changed to darkness and the moon to blood, before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes. And it will be that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Israelite men, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know. This man delivered up by the determined plan and foreknowledge of God, you executed by nailing to a cross through the hand of lawless men. God raised him up, having brought to an end the pains of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says with reverence to him, I saw the Lord before me continually, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. For this reason my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced greatly. Furthermore also my flesh will live in hope, because you will not abandon my soul in Hades, nor will you permit your Holy One to experience decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with gladness with your presence. Men and brothers, it is possible to speak with confidence to you about the patriarch David, 
that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us until this day. Therefore, because he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn to him with an oath to seat one of his descendants on his throne, by having foreseen this, he spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that neither was he abandoned in Hades, nor did his flesh experience decay. This Jesus God raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, having been exalted to the right hand of God, and having received the promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father, he has poured out this that you see and hear. For David did not ascend into heaven, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know beyond a doubt that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, What should we do, men and brothers? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, each one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all those who are far away, as many as the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words he solemnly urged and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this crooked generation. So those who accepted his message were baptized, and on that day about three thousand souls were added. And they were devoting themselves to the teaching of the apostles, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers. And fear came on every soul, and many wonders and signs were being performed by the apostles. And all who believed were in the same place and had everything in common. And they began selling their possessions and property and distributing these things to all, to the degree that anyone had need. And every day, devoting themselves to meeting with one purpose in the temple courts and breaking bread from house to house, they were eating their food with joy and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding every day to the total of those who were being saved. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. The day of Pentecost was 50 days after the Passover, so this would have been about 10 days after Jesus went to heaven. Pentecost was a festival of the beginning of harvest, and now we find that it was fulfilled by the beginning of the spiritual harvest, just like Jesus had talked about the fields being ready for harvest. The Holy Spirit comes, just as Jesus had promised. He comes with several immediate signs. First, there was a loud sound. That was what drew the crowd. Second, there was a visible manifestation, like fire resting on each one of them. Third, they began to speak in languages they had never studied. Pentecost was a major festival, and Jews from far away would travel to Jerusalem for Passover and stay through Pentecost. So Jerusalem would have had a lot of Jews from far away who were probably planning to leave in a few days, and they were drawn by the sound. When they get there, they hear people speaking in the local language where they're from, and the people speaking are from Galilee, where they never spoke those languages. So they were amazed. Other people heard all of these languages and didn't understand them, so they decided they must be drunk because they weren't speaking Aramaic or Greek. So Peter gets up and preaches. He starts out by saying, This is the Holy Spirit 
who was prophesied in the prophet Joel. At the end of the quote from Joel, it says, verse 21, And it will be that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So Peter moves into why they need to be saved. He preaches about Jesus and how the Jews had killed Jesus, but God raised him up from the dead. Peter quotes from Psalm 16, where David wrote, verse 27, Because you will not abandon my soul in Hades, nor will you permit your Holy One to experience decay. Peter says that it's clear that David died, and his tomb is there, so this prophecy must apply to the Messiah, and Jesus fulfills that. Peter's conclusion is verse 36. Therefore, let all of the house of Israel know beyond a doubt that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. This bothered the Jews. They had been looking forward to the Messiah all their lives, and now they find out they'd just killed him. God must be angry at them. So they ask what they should do. Peter says, repent, which means to change their minds. He says to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. Certainly high on that list of sins was the sin of killing the Christ. But then Peter says they will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter says this is promised to all future believers as well. So about 3,000 people were baptized that day. Then the believers were devoting themselves to the teaching of the apostles and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers. Probably the breaking of bread there refers to communion or the Lord's Supper, taking the bread and wine in remembrance of Jesus' body and blood. It says that the apostles were performing signs or miracles, and the believers were practicing communism. Not a forced communism, but a voluntary communism. People who had extra would give to those who had needs, and God kept adding to their numbers people who were being saved. And now for a deeper dive. Is Acts chapter 2 the standard by which all Christians should live today? I suppose that depends on what particular thing we take from this chapter and want to apply today. I heard one person say to a preacher something like, Peter's sermon on Pentecost only lasted about five minutes and 3,000 people were saved. Maybe you should learn something from that. Well, that is wrong for a number of reasons. First of all, Luke reports in verse 40, and with many other words, he solemnly urged and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this crooked generation. So Luke is not giving us every word that Peter spoke, but just summarizing the main points of the sermon. It is the same with all of the sermons in the Bible. We are not getting every word that the speaker said in that particular sermon, but just a summary of the main points. Another reason this is special is that God had been preparing the people for this moment for a long time, really since God established his people Israel and told them to celebrate Pentecost. God also gave a special sign on this day, actually several special signs. We only read about the Mass speaking in other languages one other time in the book of Acts, and that is an important pivotal moment as well. Another thing to consider is that many of these people had shouted for Jesus to be crucified, so they had an immediate and major sin to repent of. Now, we know that we all need to repent, but sometimes it takes a shock in our lives to get us to the point of repentance. So, God provided the shock to many people on this occasion. So, we should not expect to see 3,000 people saved every day. But there are many things we can learn here in this chapter. 
we should preach Jesus. People need to repent and to be baptized. People who are saved will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We need to continue in the apostles' teaching, fellowship with Christians, breaking bread with Christians, and prayer. And we should share with those who have needs. We can learn more about all of these things through the rest of the Bible. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.